My friend and I podcast. Oh, with your boys. It's John and Tim. Well, that was reverse. I didn't oh. like that. Right, it was. It's weird. Tim and John. John. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, welcome back to episode number thirteen. Is this thirteen? Yeah. Well, it's thirteen. Dude, we have thirteen episodes. Thirteen whole episodes. That means we've been doing this for thirteen weeks. Yeah, well, actually, 14 weeks, counting the, the time we did part two. That's right. Well, sort of. Yeah. It's been yeah. like, thir- yeah, it's been a long time. And you guys Honestly, are still. I didn't know if I was going to live this long. You guys are still here. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you get a prize of listening to us. You get, you get a reward <laughs> of another <laughs> episode. <laughs> this is all we can give you. Um, Nothing more. But what's Nothing really less. cool is is um, our last episode with, with Tom Weber was yes. so beautiful. And we just like. Dude, like, we just, man, we, we want to keep talking about Jesus. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, what what else? We can do no wrong if we talk about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's always so, fun. So, um, we have a really cool guest. Who's our, who's our guest, Jonathan? Dude. Yeah, tell, 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 dude, us all about him. This yeah. man. Oh, I met him shoot. last He's year. He's a man of God. This dude has a oh. voice of a lion. I mean, he speaks and there's a roar. <laughs> like a roar. <laughs> And the, the veracity in his eyes is unreal. Okay, you okay. can't see it, but like you can, you can hear it when he speaks. Okay. But anyway, we also, got this. Ma- it's our first time to have someone call in. Our first ever, guys. This is the month of first ever's. We had a first ever live, live, and we have a first, first ever, ever call in. Anyway, this yeah. man, it's our yeah. first ever caller, and his name and is God. Nick. Bar. Bar, dude, welcome. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to the welcome, podcast. Welcome to the On the other side of the world. Hey yeah, guys, come in. Hey guys. <laughs> awesome. So uh, hopefully you can hear Nick nice and nice and uh, toasty. Um, but <laughs> 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 what does that even mean? Like you toasty. know, crunchy. You know, you know what a sound There's is. A crunchy. Crisp, it's a crisp. It's a crisp sound. Yeah, it crisp, just cuts yeah. through. It's toasty. It's like it snaps. Would you like to have some toast? Oh my god. Um, In your okay. Ears. <laughs> um, so. Wow, Nick, man, how you doing? I'm doing really, really good. Come on, good, dude. You're quarantining. (laughs) You, you are. Are you enjoying it? Where you at with the whole thing? I'm enjoying these ten days. I am enjoying these ten days. The first two days weren't as pretty. um, (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) The rest of these days have been absolutely awesome, and I would not trade them. Would not trade them for anything else. Dude, come on. What has he been, what has he been showing you, man? What's been on your heart? I know we've talked about a few topics we could go into, but what, what's on your heart, man? I would say, I would say the... Oops. It's better. It's better. Okay, we changed our sound. <laughs> we just changed our sound system a little bit. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> man, I would say, I would say the, the thing that Jesus has been really pressing on my heart is just intimacy with him. Come on. Uh, and out of intimacy comes everything else comes quote-unquote ministry mm-hmm. uh, and disciple making yeah come on um, you know down to just simply loving my family you know like, wow all that comes from a place of intimacy it all comes from a place of walking with jesus i mean that's the heart of the gospel um mm. and um not only is just the heart of the gospel it's the heart of christianity so yeah that's yeah. kind of what, I mean, I, I know that's like, 
Wow. Very general. Yeah, I was I was about to ask, can you can you broaden that a little bit more? Or deepen? Or deepen? Not broaden. Not broaden. Yeah, we started kind of broadening there. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go a little bit deeper. (laughs) Which, but I mean, to your point though, man, we've literally like been talking about this. I feel like for the last two weeks of just like what 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 intimacy with Jesus really looks like. Um, So let's talk about it. Yeah, man. What does it look like for you right now? Um, I think the greatest picture of intimacy, um, walking with intimacy with God, is looking at the life of Jesus Christ. Come on. Um, and I mean, you can. I mean, pick a pick a gospel. Let's let's pick the Gospel of Luke, um, and the way that Jesus lived his life. He, um, Jesus tells us that he did nothing um, without the Father telling him to do it. Which wow. to me, yeah, at first sounds like, oh, that sounds awful, but like, no, like, <laughs> he moved and lived. Like, when Paul says about, we move and have our being in him. Like, yeah. we, we take that and go, wow, that's really theological. But really, it's really practical. Yeah. It's, it gets down to your heart. Like, Jesus walked in this, like, when he talked to the Samaritan woman, when he healed people, when he spoke to people, when he preached to people, when he did mm. this walking with the disciples. All of the things that he expressed, all of the things that he did, all came out of the times that he would pray with the Come God. Come on. Mm. And yeah. I think that we tend to really over-spiritualize. And when I say over-spiritualize, I don't mean in a good way. I mean in a very prideful way. Mm. I mean, and, 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 and I'm going to speak for myself because I know I do this a lot. The reason I over-spiritualize is because the thing that the Father is calling me to do, I don't want to do. Yeah, wow. I try to make an excuse for it, but I want a spiritual excuse. So, you know, I'm still praying about it, or, you know, I'm still, you know, when it's wow. pretty simple. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's good. And so, um, yeah, so I think that's part of the life of the Lord Jesus mm. Christ is walking with intimacy with the Father is literally just having a prayer life that just doesn't stop. Yeah. You know, you know and, what? Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know what? I was talking to my boss today, and we were just talking about Jesus and, like, what, like, his obedience, his obedience looked like, like, and like when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he had a choice. Like he was fully human. He had a choice. He he was even like, God, is there any other way? And out of that sense of intimacy, out of knowing the father's will, he was like, no, God, not my will, but yours, like your will be done. So like I can Mm. die for these, for, for everyone. And so like through that, like it was intimacy that drove him to the point of like love because that's what it, like you said in the beginning Nick like like intimacy leads you to discipleship intimacy leads you into loving your neighbor intimacy leads you into loving your family so it's it's by knowing the father and knowing his will and knowing what okay. he wants to that you're able to walk with power walk with like the mm. will of the lord inside of you you know wow that's yeah. powerful yeah nat at at um our service yeah. the other night nat was sharing about like just yeah, just the decision of Jesus, man, to obey his father to the point of death. And it talks about that in Philippians chapter 2, where it actually is tied into this idea of humbling ourselves. And it talks about how Jesus humbled himself to the point of death. And there's this sense that that like intimacy with God and loving, like truly walking in a love that, that, that knows no bounds or conditions. It, there's this sense that we need to learn how to humble ourselves to the point of death. Like, like... And, and I don't know, it's just kind of coming to me of like, like an obedience that is not, 
rooted in in like survival or improvement or comfort or uh, I don't know higher qualities of life like you know we can almost like make these conditions of like man follow Jesus because then you're gonna have this you're gonna have that but like no no following Jesus means dying (laughs) obeying Jesus leads to the death of yourself yeah yeah that is something that I, Come on. I've been growing in when, I, when it comes to the gospel. Mm. Because a lot of times, like we, we've come out of a movement where we the, the, the motivation to accepting Jesus is not Jesus. Yeah. It's you can have eternal life so you can go to heaven so that you can experience heaven. Like those things are bad. Right. Well, but those are gifts. Like those are things that are like they're addicts. <laughs> like, the reason that we preach the gospel, Come the on, reason man. we want people to turn to the gospel is because we want them to turn to Jesus Christ. Come on. And, 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 and to experience what it means that Christ is in you, like Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Like that is the gospel message. Wow. And so, and, and you know, people debate and are like, well, you know, we don't want to talk about hell. Well, we, you don't want to talk about heaven. Well, like, no, like we want to talk about Jesus. Yeah. Um, because without Jesus, you're going to hell. And without Jesus, you're not going to heaven. Right. Um, um, but what's even greater than that is the fact that Jesus said that eternal life is to know him. Mm-hmm. Come on. Eternal life isn't well, wow. eternal life is when you accept Jesus you, and you receive him in your heart and you have eternal life. That means you're going to heaven. Like, no, like eternal life is to know him. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. I was listening to a preacher speak about this and he said, um, the, good. the only thing that's different about us going to heaven is that we've just never been there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And, 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 and I think that's so true. And, and when we begin to realize, like the God, like we want to preach a gospel that says you need Jesus, not because you you need to go to heaven or any other, <laughs> things, but because you need Jesus. The God shaped mm. hole in you is not just a hole, another hole in you. It is the hole. In yeah, you. it is. And only God can, only God can fill it because that's how He made you to be human. Yeah. And, and that's that, like that for me is like whoa, like. That's not mm. the gospel that I preach. And like I'm not. I'm not yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like seriously, but like, like that. that I, I preach. I'm not very much grow up with like if you don't accept Jesus, you know all this other stuff. It's like no, like if, if you don't accept Jesus, you're not going to experience eternal life. Yeah. Um, and that's where you shift from. Okay, I accept Jesus, and now I live my Christian life. To Jesus actually becomes my life. Yes. Yes. Come on. And, and for that to happen, this is what you're saying, Tim. Is I have to die. Mm. And then, and then. Your way of loving is going to look so much more different, you know. Mm. Well, gee, I accept Jesus because Jesus now loves me. Well, yeah, Amen. Praise God. But now it's just like <laughs> no, like I there's nothing else for me of, of, of to take love for myself. Yeah. Like mm. I give and give and give, and people like and I and I, and I talk to people about that. And I even talk to myself about that. And people are like, "There's no way you can do that." Exactly. <laughs> you can't yeah. do it. Jesus can in you, and that is the. Nick, can I put scripture to that? Come on. You go for it. So I've, had, I've been reading First John like just the past few days. Oh, Jesus. And it's 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 first John two and it talks about the new covenant. And like like you're saying all this and it is is exactly what God's been teaching me. Mm. So it says this is first John two five. And it says this is the 
This is second half of 2.5. It says, we can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying I'm intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. And and in the beginning of 5, it says, but the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's word. So that what you just talked about of of the love being perfected and like, like you can't do that. Like I have nothing else to love with, with myself, but it's by God that I'm able to love these people it's 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 biblical we're like by god's love we're perfected by obeying his word and and walking in line with jesus like jesus walked like not my will but yours i do everything the father tells me to do it's the obedience aspect of it it's hearing the voice and obeying and like that's the that's where intimacy comes in where like you're intimate in your closet you're intimate where wherever you're talking with him at the job site you're talking with him at work you're talking at him with the in the in the living room and you know his voice, you hear his voice, you get you 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 start to understand his voice and understand what he's asking. What he understand wow. what he's telling you, like this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. And where we walk in obedience is how the love is perfected. And like it's by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like that's just like Dude. I think that's just like the, the bread and butter of it all. <laughs> Guys, I, I wanna share something with you that like only my wife knows (laughs) but i feel like this is what you're sharing is 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 i'm just i'm just hitting this um and it has to do with altar calls man um i can't explain it but about a year ago man i just i don't like i've been a part you know of many gatherings where there's altar calls and you know raise your hand if if you if you're going to accept jesus in your heart but like and I don't know how to explain this and I want to hear your insight on this, but all I can feel is like my heart feels like it's getting like twisted. Like, it's just like, it's like, God, I'm, I'm like so excited, but I'm also like not excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 I'm like wondering like, why is this? And as you're talking, what I'm seeing is there's been a whole like 50 years of this, this accept Jesus into your life gospel, yeah. right? Like, which literally was never in the new Testament, right? Like, you know, yeah. Um, and there's been this confession-based Christi- Christianity yeah. that has been yeah. in in our church, and and then, and I'm realizing like, okay, it's not that that's wrong theologically. Like, there is something to you know confessing with your mouth. You know, Romans ten, you can find scripture for it. But like, if we look at the fruit of it, yeah, and we realize that in in a large part of American Christianity, from what I've seen anyway, and I'm not saying this is everyone. There's a lot of like God-fearing people out there in every denomination and church um culture but but the vast majority of what i see is people who've incorporated god as a part of their life Mm -hmm. instead of god being Being there like like what you guys are talking about and and part of it has to it has to come back to how we've introduced people to jesus because if you if you were to introduce someone as like dude like like uh if you're gonna follow jesus you like there's no there's no um reason that you you would you would like hesitate to yeah. obey him. Like, yeah. we're, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're not yet perfect, but we are being made perfect. That has to be in our sight yeah. <laughs> of what God wants to do. Like you can't read the new Testament and think that, that like God isn't perfecting us. Yeah. And he wouldn't say perfecting if there wasn't and a there goal was of perfection, perfection. Yeah. but it yeah. gets weird because we, you know, we all have a context where things have been twisted and we've walked out of like certain kind of structures and, and it's easy to point at that structure and be like, wow, like that is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to walk into that. But what I'm realizing right now is God is like bringing so many things in my life full circle um, of different different places I've been and just reminding me that like 
dude, if we can just bring it, just an understanding of, of, of intimacy with Jesus back that, that people who, who we like introduced to him would get that, like, and, and we would teach them to read the word. Like there's no way they would come up with the version that we're living. Yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, so seriously. So like, yeah. So one of the things that had has actually started my journey to like really going after the Lord Jesus, mm. um, was the fact of uh, when Paul uh, is it Romans one sixteen where Paul, Paul says the gospel is the power of God to save mm-hmm. sons of the men first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I stopped and I, and, I, and I said, okay, God, you said that the gospel is the power of God to save souls. Mm. So why isn't it saving souls? And 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 uh, and, I, yeah. I, and I've just begun to, and this was not just about looking at the church and be like, oh, you know, look at the church is doing, mm. like, this is awful. But, like, looking at my own heart mm. and saying, God, you promise a gospel that saves souls from sin. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and Paul tells us in Romans 6 that when I'm baptized into Christ and I receive his life, that receiving his life breaks the power of sin. Right. So, so either you're a liar or I'm not seeing I'm not seeing Jesus rightly. Yeah. Or there's something that I'm not really believing. Hmm. And 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 this and that journey began me in a in a cry of just like God, I need to come back to what is the true gospel. Yeah. And what what is the gospel that was that's actually in your word that actually transforms lives? Um, because I see it in my own life. Um, yeah. when I was you know I. I was you no know, nine years old when I accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I prayed a prayer, right? I, mm-hmm. I prayed the sinner's prayer. And somehow that, yep, that changed my life. And yet I walked in addiction to pornography. Yeah. I walked in bit bitterness. And I was 17 mm-hmm. years old. And I just said, God, either you're a liar, this isn't true, or you're right, and something, something isn't right. Um, and then God like, broke in in that moment. And Realize like the heart of the gospel is giving no literally giving my life to him. Um, wow. But even just growing and continuing and realizing more and more that the power of God is the same souls of the men. Come on. But um, yeah. that the heart that I've been that God's been continually revealing to me is is the fact um, of the resurrection. And, wow. and Come on, the yeah. reality is we focus so much on the cross. And that's not to diminish the to diminish the cross for what what Christ did on the cross, but there there the, the gospel is not just a cross thing. The gospel is the life of Jesus. It's the cross. It's the resurrection, and it's the upper room. Yeah. Um, and 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 I know that's that people debate about that. Um, and I, I don't put you know that as like something that I, I whack, whack, whack people with. <laughs> when you look when you look at when you look at the heart of God all through all the Old Testament and the New Testament you you come to realize that Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sin mm-hmm. is only the threshold right yep yep and, and, yes. and, and actually experiencing the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life is like the explosion yeah and how that happens is the coming of the spirit mm. and what i realized is like when, when paul when, when paul when peter preached the gospel that the gospel in acts chapter two he didn't tell them um if you want to have your sins washed away 
you need to repent of your sin. He said, if you want to receive the gift of the Spirit, mm. you need to repent of your sin. Yeah. Wow. You know? Wow. And, and so, anyway. Mm. And what, 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 I, like, what I've been hearing a lot in the evangelical, and what I, it was just like, oh, you just need your sins to be washed. Mm. No, you need life. Come on, man. Wow. And, and Christ that didn't just die on the cross and wash away your sin and break the power of sin. He came in resurrection power. And you experience that in the coming of the Spirit. Mm. And so anyway, I I, I feel like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. with you, you know, with, with altar calls and, and all that, that if, if you're not... If you're only bringing people to a place where they're saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess with my mouth," they say, "Yeah, I believe that Jesus is Lord," but you're not gonna say, "I need the resurrection power of Jesus Christ to bring me to life." I need Him to become my life. Mm. Like you're only professing something a word. You're not actually gonna experience real heart transformation, yeah, right. or the Spirit of God wants to bring conviction. Yeah, right. Um, and, and the other thing, that, and this is kind of a side note with altar calls, is the fact mm -hmm. of how altar calls have progressed. Because the heart of altar calls was started by Charles Finney, which was that exactly. You need, you know, you need Jesus Christ. You know, you need resurrection power. Mm. You don't need to be waiting around and saying, "Well, I can deal with that later." You need to deal with it now. And what mm. we've turned altar calls to is this kind of snowflake number. Everyone system. close your eyes. Oh, Jesus! You know, no one's gonna look. No one's looking. No one's peeking at your decision. You know, just raise your hand. You don't even have to put it up for a long time. Just slip it. it. Have you heard that one? <laughs> slip it up. I'm like, oh. Like, 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 no. Like, when, <laughs> when Jesus called his disciples, it was publicly. Yeah. They made a public decision to abandon everything to follow him. Wow. And we're just sitting here saying, no, okay, just close your eyes. Like, that to me diminishes the power of the gospel. Like, no. Right. Like, if you know you need Jesus, you need to be running up there, falling on your face and crying right. out, Jesus, yeah. I need you. I give you my life. I give you my soul. No, put me on the cross. Let me die. I want to die so I can receive your life. Mm -hmm. And so in that, the people experience the transforming power. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's but we can continue with that. But that, that, but that yeah. I think is the heart. Is, is, is not just yeah, just come to get your sins washed away. No, you need the resurrection power. Yep. You need the of the spirit. Wow. Come to the altar and yeah, don't be slipping your hand up with your eyes closed. Yeah, right. And and I think that like, man, I just look back on my own life and you know I've gotten to the point, Nick, where I'm like, when people ask me like when I got saved or like whatnot, I I I've I like started like leaving out the six year old prayer because because. And, and it's it is kind of messy like you know like what what did happen when yeah. i confessed that but I, I prayed that prayer but then like man the the like i, I don't know if i even like really was sinning before then but i yeah. certainly did afterwards <laughs> like like that like when i look back at, at the at the different addictions i was in or like you know the the mindsets that i was walking that were contrary to christ's mindset it wasn't until I was 17 or yeah, yeah. I like actually till I really got baptized yeah. when I was 17. Um, and then I went on, you know, a journey of like finding the Lord in, and I, you know, God used a DTS and, and that, that's when I like actually knew the Lord that I had confessed. Like I yeah. didn't have a personal knowledge of him. So like, how could he change me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like now when people ask me like, yeah, what's your, what's your journey with Jesus? I'm like, I just started from four years ago. <laughs> like, like, Hey, like, like I was hungry for the Lord and I, and I sought him and I found him and my life changed. Yeah. Um, and, and, but one like one thing I'm realizing, I don't know like what you guys think about this, but 
I'm realizing like there's something to seeking that like I don't doubt that the Holy Spirit can change a person's life in an instant. I don't doubt that there's a sovereign like like regeneration when yeah. we when we truly come before the Lord. But I also and I've seen this in my life and I've seen this in other people's lives. There's also this this period of seeking and maybe it's the period of Jesus in the wilderness. Maybe it's the period of Paul in Arabia. Maybe it's the period of, you know, these different men and women of God who were separated. But like, I look at my own life and I see like, there was, man, an extended period where I was just hungry and I wasn't exactly sure if I was eating or not. Like, you know, that feeling I was just like, ah, I want Jesus so badly. And it was, it was through months that I actually like fully, you know, fell in love with Jesus, like actually decided to live my entire life for him. And yeah. it, it took, a, it took a couple months period. And I, you know, I, I wonder like, you know, when we, when we preach the gospel and, and, and the, the climax of our gospel message is an altar call. Mm-hmm. If we, we, we miss that part of the seeking, the waiting on the hungering for the thirsting that, you know, like what, how many days did they have in the upper room before the Holy spirit came? What was it like? 40, I, was it 40 days, 10 days or something like that? But like, I think it might've been 10. Um, but anyway, they were waiting waiting and waiting and it was in that waiting that they actually became ready to to experience the power the resurrection power of jesus so i don't know what you guys feel on that but that's when i look at my own life i see that and then i look on like i've I've done altar calls like i'm not i'm not pointing fingers at people i'm just saying like i'm starting to realize in 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 my in in just where i'm at you know there's something in in my journey and like this this is not like anything just like like this is right or not but in my journey like i was kind of getting tired of me just going up to the altar and just like not changing from it like like where i would go up and i would be weeping for 30 minutes maybe just like just mm-hmm. sitting there just bawling because i knew that i wasn't walking with jesus and i i don't know if beforehand like there was a seeking but i know that like i was just tired of like the the constant and the the pretty mm-hmm. predictable thing of just going up crying and receiving Jesus again and then going back to my same old habits. Hmm. But like the, the one defining factor that I knew that like I was walking with Jesus was when I started laying things down for Jesus. Meaning like, like there was a transformation in my mind. There was a transformation in my, in my walk and just how I thought, but there was also like, all right, we're doing a 21 day fast. Okay. I'll give this up for you, Jesus. Like, Hmm. and like, I've never done that before. And like, like we're like, I I've seen just like, that these things are not better in my life. These things are not the things that are sustaining me. And like, I think it comes to the sense of like, well, Jesus, I do need you. And like, the, that, that, like Nick, you were just talking about it, the, that void that cannot be filled with anything else, but it's, it's just that void. Like it is just a hole that can only be filled with Jesus. That wow. like, you need to realize that. And through seeking, you do realize that. And like, I think it's so right on that side. Man, that's good. Stuff. That's so good. Yeah. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't try to, I used to be like, oh, there's got to be a pinpoint. It's got to be a pinpoint. Um, I think there is a, I think there is a moment where you you shift from like, and then this is for some people, it's very drastic where they're like, we well, yeah, wanted nothing to do with God, you know. And then right. there's the point where there's this inward change, and they're like, oh, like I'm going after God. Um, we never, we never stop seeking. Mm, yeah, and that's what, that's where a lot of people, and I realize this is wow. like a huge hindrance to revival. <laughs> wow, because a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm already saved. I don't need anything else." And they mm. stop seeking Jesus because the gospel that we preach is we're not using to dealt with. Which once it's, it's true, like your sins are washed away. But wow. the, the reality is, 
the the heart of God is that you look like Jesus. Like you look like him. Mm. And 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 I don't take that as being abstract. I mean, I take that seriously. Like we can look like him as he has made us in our own personalities and our way Jesus can shine through. And so and the reality is we we, we never come to a place where we stop seeking. And there may be times where we you know we last hunger or whatever. But the, when the Spirit of God begins to stir in people to go after more, then it's our choice to respond to Him or yeah. not. And so when, when it comes to, like, you know, well, when was I really saved? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't shove things down people's throats and no. say, well, when you are saved because it was this, this, this. Yeah. Um, like, but there's, there's a definite shift in people's lives. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we never stop searching. No. And, to be quite mm. honest, like I said, I think one of the biggest hindrances to revival is people just stop searching. Yeah. They, we found Jesus. Please take me. Like, I remember mm. I was talking to an uh, older guy who speaking about marriage to me. And he said, mm-hmm. Nick, he's like, he's like, I had to get smacked one day because I realized, I was like, you know what? I stopped pursuing my wife. Mm. And he said, and he said I, I was like, I'm already mad to her. I already have her. Like, why, why should I care now? Wow. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, oh my God. <laughs> what? Yo. Wow! I'm like, yeah, like, wow. Like Tim, like, yeah. How would that feel if you'd be like, okay, I'm married now, now, whatever with you? Like, (laughs) probably not happy. Man, like our our literal relationship would die. Like, like it would, it would not, it would not exist in the way that God intended. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jesus. Like we're married to him. And so anyway, yeah. You know what's crazy? I was listening to the radio one time. Really. Yeah, and I, I heard this one guy. I heard, I heard this one guy talking about this one thing, and and he said this one thing about that one that one the that one, one lady. Um, you know that one girl with the one hat. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Sarah, uh, anyway. was it Sarah? <laughs> sure, we'll go with Sarah. But anyway, this this guy on the radio station, it, he was talking about just there's a there's a percentage of unbelievers that pray to God. Huh. And it's a high oh. percentage of, of people who don't believe in God, but mm-hmm. still pray to God. And like they were they, they were asking these these wow. surveyors, just like, so what do you pray? And it, it was just all thanksgiving. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. And just like an acknowledgement. And like there's there is that emptiness. There is that that like we were created to worship something wow. and worship Jesus. And and when we're depleted from that, our souls still long for that. And like that's where that's where I think like even just like you're talking about revival and just like like where like I feel like the hearts that have never received even just like a little bit of like what might look like Christianity like I'm talking about like like very broad just like false Christianity like mm. like maybe never exposed to that and like they experience something real then like it's just like okay like yeah this is what my soul needs and it's mm. not like okay like I have it. And that's all I want, like the the neglecting of your wife, the neglecting of your bride, the neglecting of one of your loved ones. Mm. Like there's there's always that seeking, there's always that getting to know him. Yeah, no. yeah, and man, I I don't know if this is switching topics a little bit, but just man, what I'm seeing right now happening, um, I'm actually trying to write down some of what I see happening right now yeah. at the altar gateway, yeah. and, so, and what I'm seeing is like you know it's easy to be like oh my gosh like. Revival, <laughs> because we've seen things, we're starting to see yeah. things we haven't seen before. But what I really feel like the point of history we're at, 
at least at least in this community or in this even maybe this nation i don't know um but is a stirring and that, yep. that word has been in my head because mm. i feel like what i see happening is god is stirring people mm. and i don't want to start saying there's a revival um, for the sake of what you mentioned, Nick, is that we're like, oh, oh okay, we, we got our prayers answered, let's go. But no, it's like, it's like, no, like, we're being stirred right now to start asking for the more. We're, we're being, like, there's actually, like, when I, I'm looking at people in a room, man, full of worshipers and, and, and people just on their faces, I'm like, they're hungry. And the beautiful thing is God gives us morsels. <laughs> like he keeps us, he keeps us like coming back. You know, yeah. he doesn't like starve us. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not orphans. We, we're sons and daughters yeah. of God. So like he is sustaining us. Yeah. But I, I feel a caution, you know, when, when I hear people being like, oh, this is a move of God or this is revival. I'm like, I mean, obviously it, it's a move of God that we're talking about Jesus yeah. right now. Like it's a move of God that I ever found Jesus. Yeah. But, but what I feel like God wants to release is so much greater than what we're seeing that I think we should, uh, we should, we should watch our, our word. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yes. <laughs> I'm glad we're going here. Come on. This, this is like, because I'm telling you the, the, the biggest hindrance is specific, I, I, I see evangelicals in more of the conservative side, but I see this also in the charismatic circle is this mm-hmm. sense of like, you know, we hunger. Okay. So what I see a lot in the evangelical, and the reason I say that is I grew up evangelical, grew up more on the conservative yeah. side, is this fact of I'm saved, and now I just struggle with my sin. And I just know that I'm going to heaven. And when I get to heaven, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was raised like that, too. And, and, and mm-hmm. yet, like, I read Romans 6, <laughs> and I'm like, he said that those who, are, who have died in Christ are freed from sin. Like, right. How, like, are you, aren't you tired of walking in the slavery of sin? Yeah. Right. And like, and, and that's, that's my own testimony. And I'm like, if the, and this is, this is the thing that I keep, I just bring before people and the Lord actually, he spoke to me and said something to me specifically today that was just like, whoa, he said, Nick, he said, you go and you can preach this gospel that Jesus saves from sin, but the real gospel that you're preaching is the gospel of your life. Yep. And that's wow. what people are going to look at. Yep. And, I, and I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not, and this is an excuse for the world, but it, it's a definite, like, it's a definite thing for the, mm. the church to pause and say, what gospel are we preaching that's actually changing lives? Mm. And, and you've got so many people in the world who are like, listen, you preach this gospel about salvation and being saved from sin, but you live just like me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Like, if that doesn't, like, if that doesn't provoke you, um, for the honor of God, like there, there, there's, and the reality is, it's not provoking a lot of people. That we need a heart, like we need to experience fire. We need to experience the Spirit of God to stir us and to provoke us and be like, no, this is wrong, mm-hmm. right? So you have that on that side, and then the other side you have is this, and this is something God's like, even even now, is convicting me over and and, and destroying is this, I. Worshiping of anointing and power and and Whoa. eclipsing Jesus Christ. Wow. Whoa. And we just talking about and, this. And people Come think, on, well, the more I get of the Spirit and the anointing and power, the more I'm going to defeat sin. Wow. But Paul connects defeating sin with Jesus and walking mm. in the Spirit according to Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not about anointing and gifting and power. 
Wow. And, and you have, and I see this, and, and I see it in my own life. Was essentially like, oh Lord, I just want to prophesy, but I want to be more powerful in my prophesying while I'm going at home. And and, and this, you know, this is going to sound very coarse, but I'm look, I'm, I'm looking at pornography and walking in sexual immorality. Well, mm. you can prophesy accurately, but the name of Jesus wow. Christ is being defamed because you. you you're not upholding the honor and the glory of Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. You're prophesying and saying all these great things, but the reality is the gospel that you're living is 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 saying that Jesus actually doesn't save you from sin. You may wash Whoa. your sin away, but he doesn't save you from your sin. Wow, wow. And, and wow. I believe that grieves the heart of God. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I say all that because I, I see, and this isn't just me, like God... Like, I'm seeing it happen where people are sitting back and they're like, what is Christianity? Mm-hmm. Is is what I'm reading true? Is this for me? Like, and, and like, I, like, and I hear it in guys who struggle with pornography because I was there. Like, like, is it true that I can be set free? Mm. Like, is it true? Or is it like everyone says? Like, is it just, oh, it's just a hormone thing and you just have to deal with it. Like, no, like, you can be set free. You yeah. can experience freedom. You can experience freedom from pornography. You can experience freedom from bitterness. You can experience. Yeah. And, and that is what stirring. The Spirit of God is stirring this. Like, no, the gospel is the power of God to save souls in the man. Jesus, the resurrection power, can set me free. Mm. It, not only does Scripture say, I've seen it played out in so many lives, and that stirring, and, and, and then. And then on the other side, you have people starting saying, you know what? Like, listen, it's great that I can prophesy and all these things, but I don't know Jesus. Yeah. And I see I see it in people. I'm like, I'm sick of just talking about a theological Jesus who's abstract. Mm. And you know what? To be honest, I think God's sick of it too. Because wow. he's a God who is intimate. So right. So What's... I, I wholeheartedly mm. agree with you. And, 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 it's, and it's been spoken a lot mm. that... Before revival happens is reformation. Mm. And I feel like that's the season we're walking in. It's, it's a season of reformation. It's a season of rethinking it. Right. Yeah, so. Man, I, I feel like, so we were going to talk about maybe a little bit like prophecy and just just like, uh, it's it's 2021 now. And we went through a whole year of, of these, like for me, it's first year I started hearing prophecy from like, you know, people over our nation and stuff. And I honestly, like I was discouraged. Uh, I really was until like the last few days where Nick, you sent me some stuff from a, from a prophet of just people actually repenting of like, Hey, like I, I, I got caught up in this movement and this, in this, you know, and, and, and anyway, we were going to talk about like, all that a little bit, but the fact is like, that's not even the core problem. No. Like, like at the end of the day, like, like even if you look at the prophetic movement, I feel like we've come so far from like what I hear about even just like when at the beginning of, of when God was returning the gifts to the church, like, um, you know, there, there was there was uh, this hunger and this just messiness, but it was still like desperate. And we've almost gotten to this place where we polished it down to like this, you know, this is how it all works. And we have all these books about it and all this. And I feel like now it's like shook people to the point of like, I was in the car you know, listening to the book of Jeremiah, talking about false prophets. And I'm just like, I'm repenting. I'm like, oh my God. Like there's this verse that says, you know, who has stood in the counsel of the Lord? Yeah. If, if these, if these prophets had stood in the counsel of the Lord, they would have known what I was going, what I want to do. But, but like they just crown the heart of God in Jeremiah uh, chapter 23 of like, 
Who's going to stand in, in my counsel? Who's mm. going to stay here? Because God wants, he wants his people to know. He wants his word to be shared publicly. He wants us to be aware of what he's going to do in the future. Like, these are all things that God, God cares about. And, um, but, but it comes back to this. Are we going to sit at the feet of Jesus? Are we going to stand in his counsel? Because I'm telling you, if we can stand there, we're not going to be swept away by people saying, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I got to prophesy about this and that. It's not going to happen. So like, I feel like it's right that we just even just Nick, what you're sharing, what we're sharing, just like, man, it's got to come back to the, 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 the purpose of the gospel and, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I mean, what is it? Yeah, I, like, I don't know if you have any quick words on that, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it comes from a, a bad view of how people interpreted revival. And, and, I, and before I say this, I want to say two things. One, mm-hmm. I'm not someone who's walked in the prophetic for a long time. Right. So I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be trying to bash anyone or right. I will, I think there are some things that we can call out, but, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, like, I'm not exempt from this, like, right. just what you were saying, Tim, like, I'm walking in a place of repentance, yeah, um, me too. because, like, yeah. I'm realizing, like, I've taken all this in, and I've, I've interpreted things wrong, and, and, and I was encouraging people to do, and I'm just, and that were just not the heart of God. Mm. Way before I was even, you know, jumping into the charismatic circle, which, that's a whole personal story, mm-hmm. um, but, um, so, yeah. But I, I believe it comes from a wrong view of revival. And, wow. and what I mean is, so many times, and, and this we do this all across the board. No yeah. charismatic evangelical, we do it all across this. We raise what people have done, and we worship them. Mm. So a lot of times what you'll hear is you'll hear about, I'll give, I'll give a great, two great examples, because a lot of people have heard of these, especially as a lot of people are talking about revival, is um, the Welsh revival. Right. And what gets lost is the holiness of revival. Mm-hmm. And what gets emphasized is, well, look at, look at, look at uh, Jonathan, uh, not Jonathan Edwards, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 oh, his name just slipped out of my head. Evan Roberts? Uh, Evan no, Roberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at Evan Roberts. Oh, the anointing was on him. He was so filled with the spirit. He spent hours in prayer. Like, if you want to be like Evan Roberts, you've got to be able to sacrifice that time and to pray and all, like, <laughs> But it's this sense of, look at Evan Roberts. Yeah. But when you go back into that revival and you study the life of Evan Roberts, he was not about himself at all. He was all about Jesus. Wow. Yep. In fact, there, there's a story every time that he went, he was at a gathering, he was, he was hopping from gathering to gathering. Mm-hmm. And, and he came to this one gathering. Church is packed out. And, 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 you know, hundreds of people there, hundreds of people outside, um, big name people there. And he gets up there. And I'm not going to be able to quote it word for word, but I'll just give you just a bit. Basically, he simply said this. He had a couple questions. He said, do you believe that when two or three gather in, in your name that Jesus is in the midst? Yes, 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 yes. Do you believe that God is everywhere? Yes, 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 yes. Do you believe that God wants to make himself known? Yes, 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 yes. Do you believe that God is here? Yes, 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 yes. Great, then I don't need to be here. And he got up and left. <laughs> I mean that that's what Evan Roberts did. Wow. You know? And most of and, the, and, the, and there's another wow. story where he um he they they were they're transitioning from worship and everyone's waiting for him to get up and preach. And he takes a chair, sits on the stage and prays for almost three hours. Wow. Mm. 
Now, what wow. we do is we look at that and say, oh, be like Evan Roberts. He prays for me three hours. Like, like, <laughs> his whole focus was walking with Jesus. Yeah. Whatever mm. Jesus wants to do, that's what we're going to do. Mm. In fact, I don't even need to be here because I'm not the center of it. Jesus is. Mm. And when, when we shift from West, like, and, and this isn't wrong. Like, we want to pray that God raises up people like that. But when our sermons and our encouragement is be like Jonathan Edwards instead of you need a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. Then you got a bunch of young people who are trying to get touched, trying to run around, and they're not dealing with the sin of their own mind. They're just trying to to deal with this intimacy with Jesus and getting laid hands on more anointing, and they don't understand why they're not going anywhere. Hmm. And and I am a testimony of that. I raised my hand to that. That that was my life. Yeah. And I realized, like, no, like, uh, Jesus has to be the center, which means he actually wants to be the center of my life. And so, and, th- and this, and I'll just sum it up in this way. When I, when I speak about the prophetic movement, everyone wants to prophesy, hmm. but no one wants to be prophets. Wow. And, and, and the reality is people want to be lifted up. Oh, look at your prophecies. They're, they're great. But no one actually wants to be a prophet because to be a prophet is to experience the heart of God. Of course, yeah. And let me tell you something. It is not pretty no. to experience the grief of God. Yeah. But that is what makes a profit. Um, wow. And so, yeah. Amen. Good. Oh my gosh. Bro, we could go for another 45 minutes easy. <laughs> and I'm sure we will have you around. Um, but man, could you just pray for, for everybody listening, for me and John? Yes. Please, Jesus. Um, yes. Whatever the Lord lays on, and we'll close it out. Mm. Father, you're not looking for people to be well gifted. Mm. Father, you're looking for people that are lovers of your son. Mm. And Father, I ask in this season, this season that you're calling the church to pause, that Father, we would obey. Mm. And Father, we would allow your spirit to work in us, to purify our hearts. Father, tear down any idol, anything, Lord, that hinders from us expressing full devotion to Jesus. Tear it down. Rid it of our lives. And Father, I specifically want to pray for two two different types of people. Father, people that you're calling into the prophetic. And Father, I pray that you would would bring people into the place where they are broken and experience your heart through real intimacy with you. Father, I pray that you stir such a displeasure for just listening to other prophets and just mimicking. Father, would you pour out such a hunger for young prophetic, old prophetic, Mm. it doesn't matter which age or which generation, your prophetic people have such a hunger to know you, God, to know your heart and to experience your heart. Mm. And Father, I, I pray for those as well, who don't have that gift. Because, mm. Father, I, I pray that first you would you would rid the idolatry of trying to get the gift of prophecy. Yeah. And, Father, I pray that you would stir in people to be content mm. and to only hunger for other gifts, Father, if it's coming from your heart. Yeah. Father, mm. move your people to a place where they absolutely love you and, and, wow. and, and want a heart that's fully devoted to you. Mm. That, Father, it is the cry of our hearts to look like you, Jesus. Mm. So, Father, I just ask that you do this for your glory in Jesus' name.
Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. That was a word, man. Wow. Thank you for sharing your heart, man. Like that that's just it's just incredible. It's incredible to think that we have friends like this, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, just like, man, we're we're not we're not crazy people. <laughs> we, we're just we're we're just we do love you. Anyway, that's amazing. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um and uh, you know how to contact us yeah. by now, so do it if you if you want to reach out well, uh, to any questions. Though. And if there's any new person, John, one time, how to yeah, you love can, to do you this. You can contact us <laughs> by uh, my friends and I podcast at gmail.com or my That's friends right. and I podcast on Instagram. So, yep. so go up, look us up. We're there. Cool. God bless you all. God bless. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>